folks. Welcome to Follow the Leader, a podcast focused on telling character-driven stories through the use of GM-less tabletop games where we can all take the lead. You can find us on Twitter at FTLcast and at FTLcast.com. We also have a Patreon at patreon.com slash FTLcast. Today we're playing This Town is Full of Monsters by Alex Samoylov. For those of you who are new to this game, here are the basics. This Town is Full of Monsters is a storytelling slash role-playing game set in a smallish community beset by mysterious eldritch forces. There's always a town, there are always townsfolk, and somewhere, everywhere, perhaps in their hearts and minds, perhaps in the swamp or the woods, there are monsters, mysteries, and secrets. I'm August, and you can find me at Harpydora on Twitter, and my pronouns are they, them. Playing with me, we have a special guest today, Johnny Sims. Hello, um, it's uh, me, Johnny. <laughs> Hello, everyone. I'm a writer, podcaster, and game designer with MacGuffin and Company. Uh, we do tabletop role-playing games, and we've recently done a Kickstarter for Odd Jobs, which is a collection of system-neutral micro-settings, one of which we're going to be playing today. Hell yeah. Where can people find you? Oh, uh, they can find us at mcguffinandcompany.com or mcguffinandco on Twitter and Twitch. Uh, and they can find me personally at, at Johnny Waistcoat. Uh, my pronouns are he, him. Awesome. Today we also have Mab. Hi, I'm Mab. My pronouns are she, her. You can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, and Patreon at LittleLadyMab. And that's it. I'll leave the other thing to our next guest. Guest, star, co-host, Zach. <laughs> Hello, my name is Zachary Fredrickson. You can find me on Twitter at God. You can find the music I make at iambugray.bandcamp.com. And this summer, which this episode might be going up in the middle of, you can find me running uh, Mab as well as Jade and some other friends through the spooky sunless reaches of Terrandour in uh, Sagas of the Sunless Reach. The Riddle of Rule, which is a mini campaign in Pathfinder 2nd Edition that we are doing fortnightly on Saturdays through the summer months of 2021. Uh, real quick, Zach, when does that start? That starts on June 5th. Okay, cool, because this should go out on May 31st, uh, if all goes well. Fantastic. Then a few days from now, oh, yeah, listener, nice. go to twitch.tv slash standingstones and watch me run a bunch of people through Vampire Town. Uh, it is Standing Stones Prod. What August said. <laughs> Wherever we are, who knows. Yeah. It's going to be very great. Uh, it's my first time running a live game that goes for more than a couple hours. Uh, and it is my first time running Pathfinder for an audience, and it is one of my favorite uh, tabletop systems. Awesome. All right, so our lines, which are things we absolutely do not want to see, are homophobia and transphobia, racism, sexism, anti-Semitism, violence against children and animals, sexual assault, domestic violence or intimate partner violence, unwanted pregnancy, and plagues and pandemics. Our veils, which are things we're fine with addressing but will just fade to black on, are steamy situations, graphic descriptions of bodily harm, and terminal illness. Now that we've got all that, let's get started. Woo. 
like we said at the top, uh, we're going to be playing This Town is Full of Monsters. And one of the things at the very beginning of this game, it has a section called True Wisdom, which consists of the following. Answers are optional. Drama is like a stormy ocean. Life is a poem. Absolute realism is boring. Nothing is real. And games are games. Those are always good things to keep in mind uh, as we play. So the first thing that we do with this town is full of monsters is we create our town. But today we are going to be playing using one of the micro settings that uh, McGuffin & Co. has created. So uh, Mr. Sims, if you would like yes. to discuss uh, where we're playing today. Okay, so uh, we are playing a micro setting called Atlantis City. Opening being Atlantis, the big oyster. Tales are still told of the magical wonders of the city before the calamity sent it below the waves, but these days folks have bigger things on their mind, like hitting the jackpot on the whirlpool. On the ocean floor, Atlantis has found a second life, calling the weird and outlandish denizens of the deep with the promise of gambling and vice. The casinos run everything in this city, but running the casinos is no easy task. So uh, this is a small setting which focuses on Atlantis, which... After it sank below the waves, used the last of its magic to transform its denizens into people who could live underwater with gills and such, uh, and it landed on the border uh, between the Kingdom of the Merfolk and the Deep Collective. And trying to maintain some degree of independence, uh, it turned out that in the Kingdom of the Merfolk, uh, sort of gambling was not legal, and the Deep Collective didn't really have the concept uh, being something of a hive mind. And so Atlantis has kept its independence by creating itself as a hub of drinking, vice, gambling. And it, it's basically, it's Boardwalk Empire meets Sharky and George. And you play the workers of one of the smaller, more out-of-the-way casinos, trying to navigate the difficult uh, and corrupt politics of the city during an election year. You'll love to see it. That's always the best time to be yeah. engaged in skullduggery. <laughs> Cool, cool. So the first part of creating the setting is to establish motifs, which are images, symbols, and ideas that tend to surface over and over again as the given story progresses. Uh, the motifs that we've chosen for this particular game are what lurks below, soft bioluminescence and sharp shadows, and blood in the water. So these are things that we kind of want to see recurring as we play. Then we construct the town. Uh, the town will always contain the following domains. Domains are not so much specific locations as they are broad zones or aspects. Specific locales can be tagged with one and sometimes more of these domains. The domains will not always come into play during the setup phase of the game, but they are worth considering. Uh, so the four domains are the wilds, the deep, the fringe, and the heart. The wilds are an untamed and in some cases uncharted space where nature still holds sway. They can manifest as deep, dark woods, lonely desert canyons, the seemingly endless expanse of the ocean, or any combination of the above. And uh, fairly obviously, uh, we've chosen basically the rest of the ocean to be the wilds. You know, it's vast and deep and can be dark and things that Full are... Full of weirdos. <laughs> yeah, there's such weird stuff in the ocean. It's so great. Then we have the deep which uh, is a place beyond, a place where ordinary folks rarely tread and where humankind has no permanent power or authority. 
Unlike the wilds, however, which usually appear finite uh, and are part of or an extension of the natural world, the deep is a hidden and explicitly supernatural reflection of the collective shadow of the town's denizens. And so we have chosen the Warrens of the Deep Collective for the Deep because they are mysterious and seemingly unknowable, uh, populated with uh, strange creatures. Yep. The idea of the Deep Ones is they have a, a telepathy, which means that while they are sort of within their their Warrens, like the closer they are to large numbers of other Deep Ones, they merge into a sort of uh, hive mind but as they sort of separate and get further away, they sort of get a degree of individuality. And so a lot of the Deep Ones who have moved to Atlantis City, they've lost a certain degree of connection. And so even to Deep Ones living in Atlantis City, the sort of the Warrens um, and uh, what is like deep within, bit of a mystery. Mm-hmm. It's the old country. <laughs> yeah. We, we, we've lost our way. To the city of, of vice. It's good stuff. For the fringe, it's a liminal space between the mundane and the eldritch, a thin, unstable, or simply hybridized realm. It's not necessarily geographically contiguous. And for the fringe, uh, we've chosen uh, the Agora, the Old Docks, and the Golden Fleece as places that are kind of liminal spaces. Uh, and finally, we have the heart, which is the part or aspect of the town that lives and breathes and functions within the confines of the consensus of reality. This, in most cases, is the domain where a fair majority of our scenes will probably take place. Uh, and for the heart, we have the trench, the Atlantis Arena, and Poseidon's Rest. And so the next part of prepping for the game is our characters. So... If you wouldn't mind, uh, we'll start off with Johnny. So um, we are all, uh, I believe, playing people who are who either work for or are connected to the Golden Fleece, uh, which is a sort of a fading two-bit casino, a significant way off the main trench of Atlantis. And so I am playing the Astounding Adonis. <laughs> uh, pronounce he him. Uh, profession is a wannabe stage mage. Using what small amounts of magic remain in Atlantis is generally uh, done for uh, entertainment and amusement. And the Astounding Adonis is going to use all the magic he can muster and quite a lot of magic that he can't uh, to try and make it big. Uh, his hobbies are the Golden Age of Atlantis, watching the fights and carousing his way around the seediest corners of the city. Uh, his skill set uh, is a little bit of magic, a lot of magic, uh, and a baffling level of confidence. And his appearance is slicked back dark hair, a pencil-thin moustache, a silver-headed cane. Uh, he only owns one suit, but it is impeccable. That's fantastic. <laughs> and each character also, when we start, has uh, three tags which are significant descriptors that apply to them. And if you could go ahead and read your starting three tags, please. Okay. Uh, my first tag is Behold. My second tag is Hungry for the Big Time. And my third tag is Slippery as an Anchovy. <laughs> awesome. All right. My turn? Yep. Me? Oh. Uh, I'll be playing at Hera uh, Karkinos. Pronouns are she, they. Her profession is a lounge singer. 
And uh, the the aesthetic reference that I was kind of alluding to, uh, I linked a video on our doc, is Junebug from Kentucky Route Zero singing It's Too Late to Love You. But just that kind of like really ethereal lounge singer vibes. Her hobbies are fashion, researching folk tales to turn into new songs. That was only two, and I didn't say that correctly, but that's okay. Skill set is she does costume and fashion design, mostly for herself, and she does some small-time espionage. Her general appearance is she has long red hair, a flat face with black eyes and a tiny mouth, and crab claws for hands. Um, basically, if Florence Welch was turning into a crab, if she was getting crabbier, then <laughs> that would be Hera. And her tags are there is only one step and it is crab. And uh, tag two is you trap more flies with honey than with vinegar. And tag three is beneath their notice. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Very cool. And my name is Anglamash. Pronouns are he, they. Some may call me a two-bit hustler. I'm a guy who can make things happen. My hobbies are pedaling, hustling, and dreaming of upward mobility. My skill set is an unusually undiscerning drain of deep one telepathy, quick fingers, and a quicker mouth. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm quick-witted. Uh, his general appearance is a big fish fella in ratty business wear and a fedora with a hole from which comes the lamp, which you just gotta, you gotta look at it, and then I'll know everything I need to know. <laughs> uh, my tags are, this is your card, uh, you need what? I got ten of those. And the shallowest deep one. Uh, I'm gonna make something, I'm gonna make it happen. You know, I come from a long line of people who make things happen. Esoteric Order of Dagon, that was us, baby. <laughs> awesome. And uh, I'm playing Nikolaus Stillwater. Uh, his pronouns are he, him. His profession is a pugilist. He's trying to be a prize fighter. Um, his hobbies are working out, playing cards, primarily poker, but he's bad at it. Uh, cultivating various type of kelps, but he's bad at it. Um, his skill set is punch and being charismatic slash looking pretty. Uh, his appearance is that of a merfolk rep reminiscent of a shark with a rough gray skin with a white underbelly, large black eyes, and an extremely toothy smile. Uh, he's considered very pretty by merfolk standards. Atlantean standards may vary. His tags are no thoughts, head empty, more money than sense, and owned, because uh, he's not good at cards. <laughs> and each character uh, has, starting out, a relationship with another character. So, um, Adonis, uh, who is your relationship with, and what is it? Uh, Adonis uh, has a relationship with Angler Marsh, uh, which is two two-bit hustlers, uh, hey. aka four-bit hustlers. Four, that's a lot of bits. Saying. It's almost almost a nickel, from what I understand. <laughs> oh, two wrongs don't make a right in this Wait, case. No, no, it would be Twitch. Oh, how much is a bit? I mean, I don't know. I don't really use Twitch that much. <laughs> uh... <laughs> on on Twitch, a bit is approximately a US penny. 
Oh, okay. oh yeah, no, I was thinking in like that. Well, obviously, like, I was the old, the, the old, like, the old yeah. two bit. Because yeah. I can't remember whether it's five cents or ten cents is a bit. I mean, we're in Atlantis City. It can be whatever we want. Yeah, obviously, obviously, well, it's clams in uh, <laughs> yeah. a bit. Is apparently wasn't it a piece of eight? Two of uh, the, the the the. Okay, I don't need I don't the farmer's al- almanac. Uh, yes, you do. <laughs> Twelve and a half cents, so two bits would have equaled about a quarter. Huh. Okay. So fifty cents. We're fifty cents worth of hustlers. You're fifty cents short. Well that's that's all you need to get a gumball. And with that gumball, you can change the world. Who's gonna have the gumball between the two of you? Uh I mean the gumball is the gumball isn't for isn't for eating. The gumball is for uh well, you'll see. You'll see what the gumball's for. <laughs> it's fine. Uh so saying, Hera's relationship with Adonis is Quite unfortunately, stage mates. Um, <laughs> thank God we do not perform at the same time. Wow, that would be a lot. Oh, it would be obviously too much. you're just you're just my opening act. Oh, you know? oh, honey. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you o- you open for him by playing the night before, and then he comes in the day <laughs> after. I think my I, th- I think my my, uh, my imagine uh, what I imagine is that like. Hera is sort of the the headline evening show, <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Adonis is like for the like for the later crowd the for later like, crowd. Uh, yeah. Um, so, so as far as Adonis is like, yeah, and obviously Hera opens for me, uh, which is, <laughs> mm. Mm. I mean, strictly speaking, yeah, <laughs> could be technically described as true. She plays for the for the for the for the mainstream normies, but the real hardcore fans they don't come God. in till midnight. I can't believe you just. <laughs> Her fans normies. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's all right. What? Uh, uh, mm, uh. Uh, um, my relationship is with Nikolaus, uh, which is trying to ride his coattails to the big time. You know, I can make sure that the fights that you're gonna get are fights that you're gonna win, and then, or maybe you'll lose. I'll figure out the right way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Bada bing. Bada bing. I'm not Italian. I'm I'm from Boston. Oh my god. I hate it. Well, Deep, actually, yeah. deepest Boston. <laughs> yes, I'm from in. I'm from. Well, you know, really, uh, from uh, whatever. Sure, Rhea from, from, Rhode from, Island? from by way of uh, of of Innsmouth. Yes. It's uh, Boston. Uh, it's like Boston, but instead of uh, instead of actual vowels, it's apostrophes. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Cthulhu for tagging. Um. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's what he says when he tips his hat. <laughs> I really, I really like for as a um, as like a deep one. Swear you just, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's like for Kachka. Um. Oh my goodness. Uh, and finally, my relationship is with Hera, and it is an unrequited courtship. Oh, tragic. It's very tragic. You hate to say it. <laughs> cool. So the next step of setup is to create organizations. This micro setting comes with uh, four primary organizations. Uh, the Constantine family, the Primo family, the consortium of merfolk nobles, and the Deep Collective. If you'd like to elaborate on uh, some of these organizations, that would be super cool. Sure. So uh, the Constantine family are 
I mean, broadly speaking, they basically run Atlantis. They own Poseidon's Rest, which is the biggest, most successful, and oldest of the casinos. And the and broadly speaking, the mayor of Atlantis City is generally either actually a member of the Constantine family or heavily supported by the Constantine family. They've been in charge. Uh, they've been unofficially in charge or officially in charge, depending on who's technically in the mayor's office, as far as basically anyone can remember. Uh, currently, the mayor is Smile and Sally Constantine, but as I mentioned, it is an election year. And some say that the, the the Constantine family have been in charge so long that they're starting to get soft and complacent. So enter the Primo family, uh, also very much Atlantis old money, uh, but have always been a little bit more away from the spotlight. But recently, they've been making some quite aggressive moves on other casinos, and they have actually, for the first time in a while... Um, put up a challenger for the mayorship uh, in the form of Adrian Primo, one of the family's sort of favoured sons. So those are the two sort of currently big internal political factions uh, butting heads in Atlantis. Uh, added into the mix is uh, a consortium of merfolk nobles, because currently the laws are quite prohibitive in terms of foreign ownership of land and property in Atlantis but there is a particular group of nobles because merfolk the merfolk kingdom is very feudal uh, there's a consortium of nobles who are very interested in sort of getting more influence more of a foothold in Atlantis through various third parties and I mean I don't want to say patsies but you know proxies uh, yeah, proxies. Uh, and finally, there's uh, the Deep Collective, which has been gradually taking more and more of an interest in Atlantis as it has steadily drawn a small but significant portion of its population away and towards the bright lights and temptations of the big city. Hell yeah. Uh, we are nearing the end of our setup here. The next step is to uh, create primary locales. We've already kind of listed uh, some of the locales that we have here. Um, we've got the Agora, the Old Docks, the Golden Fleece, the Trench, the Atlantis Arena, and Poseidon's Rest. Those are the major places that our game is going to be taking place. And uh, we also have to create some mysteries it can be urgent, recent, or immediate. It can also be an old legend, a bit of local lore, an event that happened many years ago, or an event that will or may happen in the future. They are, first and foremost, story hooks. Uh, some may go somewhere immediately, others may not come into play until much later, and others may end up getting revised, altered, or retconned to better accommodate uh, the emerging fiction. So all of that having been said, players should feel absolutely no obligation to conclusively solve any of the mysteries that they establish. So the two mysteries that we have, first and foremost, who killed Silas Grant? Silas being the now deceased owner of the Golden Fleece. So each of the micro settings comes with a short sort of three, four session uh, mini campaign that can be played through uh, to sort of really like get a short but very satisfying story within uh, within that micro setting. And while obviously this town is full of monsters is much more free form, so we're not going to be 
sort of following the the actual core adventures. Uh, the first one does uh, start with the owner of the Golden Fleece, where all the characters work, uh, Silas Grint, being found dead, slumped over the bar in the casino. Um, so we thought it would be quite a good core mystery to to use as a springboard. Yep. Um, always love a good murder mystery. Well, potentially murder. We don't know he was murdered, but, you know. A man died. It's that noir thing, you know, where, like, because I think there's, there's such a difference between, like, a murder in noir and a murder in, like, a classic murder mystery. Because mm-hmm. in the murder mystery, like, it can, it's, all, it's all, like, well, who, it's who and how. And, like, when you learn that, that is sort of it all coming together. Uh, whereas in a noir, like, you can learn who and how very, very quickly. It's it's just that that's not actually going to solve anything. Question is why. Yeah. What what does it mean for us now, and is it worth uncovering? Yeah, exactly. And the other mystery that we have to serve as a story hook is who's really behind the elections. We know that there's something going on with the elections, but we're not sure exactly what and uh that might be something that we want to try to find out yeah it's an uh, it's an election year and it's it's a big deal in atlantis and uh everyone's got their fingers in all sorts of pies weird sea pies Mm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. yep fish pie fish pie fish pie pizza pie. that that sounds really awful honestly pizza pie well, I was just thinking, you said fingers and pies, and I was just like, hmm, anchovies. It all makes yeah. sense now. <laughs> oh my god. Just got my handful and a jar full of anchovies. Oh, I love anchovies. <laughs> that's, 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 out of, that's, uh, <laughs> that's out of game. In game, that'd probably be a very insensitive comment. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, fish, you gotta eat fish too. Yeah, I think there's. I think oh, yeah. that's. Yeah, I think there's. I'm a crab. I think. I'll eat little fish. Oh god, yeah. I'll eat your little fish for breakfast. <laughs> um. All right. So that's our that's our mysteries. Yep. Um. What's next? So that's uh that's really uh the end of the setup. We do have uh some secondary characters that we've pulled from the setting. I don't think we necessarily need to go through them now. We can just uh, introduce them if slash when they come up. Sure. Now that we've got the uh, town set up and we have our mysteries and everything, we are to the point of framing scenes. So uh, the player framing a scene chooses a primary locale, uh, and they can also create a new one if the spirit moves them. And any number of primary characters and the general direction of the scene or the question that they most want the scene to answer by default individual players dictate the actions and motivations of their characters that they have ownership of and one of the fun things about this town is full of monsters is uh uh, alex samoylov was very kind and created a list of uh, possible scene types for inspiration um i am never going to get over the fact that uh, they included a scene type of smooch country, uh, where two or more characters are smooching, 
but other uh, possible scene types. And again, this isn't it's prescriptive. Very, it's very important for any well-structured story to have at least two, if not more, <laughs> smooch scenes. <laughs> exactly. Um, but other options that Alex Samoylov has included include a slice of life or character development, a confrontation, an introduction, cloak and dagger, dream sequence, an emergence, an investigation, flashback, flash forward, revelation, cryptic revelation, or a major incident. So what we'll do is we'll go around uh, taking turns framing scenes. And we can go in the list in the document, which, of course, means uh, our guest has the honor of going first. Okay. Uh, so I'm probably going to frame the scene. It is very early morning, which to Adonis is very late the previous night. The, the casino has shut down. It's been closed for a couple of hours. But, but he knows, obviously how to how to get in after it's closed because he works there and uh, he will sometimes take someone back that he is you know carousing with uh, to basically show off and be like hey look at my casino and so it's it's very late it's very quiet he's opened the door uh, his his companion can I have a name from someone for for his companion? Any preference to gender representation of name? Uh, I don't think Adonis has uh, any preference in terms of gender uh, or you know we're under the sea species. I think oh. it's very open. I got a I got I got a name is which is Cersei Verve. Cersei Verve, perfect. Ooh, a dancer. Um, so uh, yeah, it's, uh, Cersei. Uh, who is, I'm going to say, imagine like a long eel in a nightdress. Uh, in like a, uh, like a uh, not a nightdress, uh, like a, a, a nightgown. No, not a nightgown, a, a night, like a... Like a cocktail? Like a, yeah, an e- evening, evening dress, not nightdress, an evening dress. <laughs> a lot of uh, different yeah, combinations long... of a night and dress that are and aren't correct. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, like a long, slightly iridescent uh, eel uh, in an evening dress. And he'll, he'll open it, he'll sort of flick uh, the magical lights of the main floor open and he'll be like, Behold! And there, floating quietly over the bar, is surrounded by a small cloud of blood in the water, uh, is the body of Silas Grint. Oh my god, it's the it's the law and order opener. The cold open. <laughs> yeah, it's the cold open. It's the cold open. Bum, bum. So And then, you know, who... there's a, sh- a scream from Cersei, I'm sure. <laughs> yep. Uh and I'm probably going to probably gonna hard cut hand it over to uh hand over the next scene to someone else. One quick thing. Once a scene is concluded, uh even if you want to like have it just be a short scene once a scene is con- is concluded the person who framed the scene uh gets to assign a marker to either a place or uh, a person within the scene and those okay. markers can can turn into tags based on what happened okay i'll give probably give the golden fleece uh, a marker then mm-hmm. i think like for murder scene or whatever yeah. that might be the eventual tag all righty oh me now. Yeah. 
Oh my god. Um, so I mean, I think a good confrontation scene uh would be like next morning everyone who had worked in the casino that night has to get called back in obviously and it's like it's too early for most everyone there they were i guess except for the adonis who's like no it's too it's it's late it's very late yeah i don't this adonis definitely is not slept <laughs> no of course not well i mean he's also been there at the scene of the crime yeah and um so unfortunately like so everyone uh can be in there and we're all just kind of like very irritated and you know all of the the investigators and the inspectors are are poking around and questioning everyone who was there last and so you see um Hera is kind of sitting at the bar far enough away from where the body was discovered and just kind of tapping one crab claw against the counter like this is preposterous i cannot believe that uh, well, I think the obvious solution is that Adonis did it, but, you know, um, mm. sure, if you want to drag us all into this. Uh, so the obvious solution is Adonis did it. Adonis found the body. Adonis called the police. Adonis... Oh, refers to himself Adonis in the third person. Oh. Even when off stage, you're like this. Oh. I mean, you know, it's impossible to maintain kayfabe in, in these trying times. It's not about kayfabe, it's about the fact that you're accusing me of murder because I found a body. Yes, I wouldn't put it past you to be like, I'm just going to show off because I'm snooping around where I'm not supposed to be in the middle of the night, Adonis. Why would I kill Silas? He, he still owes me 500 clams. Yeah, well, look at this place. You couldn't have been hired for another 500 clams or then some to go and do that, would you? Look, I'm not even having this conversation. I've already had this conversation with more than one investigator, and I'm, 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 I'm just. You know what it sounds like to me is that Hera might be trying to throw off suspicion. Look, I'm... I, I think at this point, Cersei pipes up and is just like, "I, I was with Adonis. It's, it's not yes. possible." Yes, uh, Cersei. Uh, Cersei was 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 with me mm -hmm. basically the whole night, mm -hmm. and I'm pretty sure that I mm -hmm. mean I, Silas was certainly alive when I left. Mm. Uh, what, what what about you, Hera? I finished my set and I went home. Crab's got to get Silas her Grint police. still alive? Yes, unfortunately. Yeah, what? Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. A little bit of respect. He's. His blood is still in the water. Yeah. Oh. Don't do that. That's... Uh. Uh, I do think that during this scene, um, Angler is... has a little notebook like the cops do, uh, and every so often kind of, like, shuffles in next to the cops and, it, like, starts <laughs> pretending to be with them. Um, mostly to try to get to their lunchboxes. Um, oh, my God. In the back of the, of the police car. Listen, it's all been just a rough night, and we all know that this place hasn't been doing well. And I think that, you know, unfortunately, Mr. Closing Act for the night could have closed more oh, than don't. just the stage show. That's all I'm saying. And all I'm saying is you have exactly, you have no, I have a solid alibi, and you have no motive, and I, I, I'll be honest, I'm not sure why you are so 
powerfully keen to try and pin this on me when I'm as screwed here as everyone. And all I'm saying is, does anybody have any food? Angler, just go let yourself into the back room. No one's going to stop you. Oh, fuck, yeah. Oh, my God. You would think you have... Do you even work here, Angler? (laughs) (laughs) You already told me I could come back here. She's like, hold on a second, actually. (laughs) No, but Donnie didn't do it. That's all. I mean, Donnie doesn't have an evil murderous bone in his body. Donnie? Oh. It's... It's an, it's my name. I'm look. I don't. Yeah, it's a it's a it's an it's an affect is affectionate Oh boy. What do you think, Nicholas? Oh, I don't think Nicholas is here because oh, uh, isn't Nicholas not here? He doesn't. He doesn't work here. Oh. Oh, I thought I thought everyone was. Yeah. Where do you where do you box? I thought I I was thinking that he would box at the Atlantis Arena and like people might, you know, bet on him under the table, but when he's at the Golden Fleece, he's a patron. Mm. Oh, okay. Fair yeah, enough, fair yeah, enough. But, yeah. He's so, just a regular he's just a regular at the tables. Yeah, a yeah. Regular here. And and you know, bookies know him for being either a good a good a good person to suggest people to bet on or a bad person to suggest people to bet on. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't I don't think he's here. Um, There's probably probably the people who he owes money to might be. Uh huh. But yeah, he's he's not um, present. You know, it's really too bad because if he had had any brain waves left, I could have maybe seen the killer. But you know, nobody calls Anglamash until a way after the body is cooled and begun to putrefy. Mm. Well, it hadn't. I mean, it was it seemed pretty. Fr- I mean, I'm not. You know, I'm I'm not a You're not a detective man, Angler but... Marsh. Maybe that's why they didn't call you in. Well I'm just saying. Uh-huh. You know, I'm a, a, I can find things for people and sometimes that might be the truth that, that oh. I find. Oh then oh wow. Wow. You're in the wrong line of business. A man's gotta have a lot of hustles in this line of work, and maybe I find things for people. Hera we're ha- this this is a difficult enough time right now without you making it worse by just throwing out accusations and attitude everywhere. A man is dead, and I personally would like a little bit of respect. Well, I'm not going to give you for any. Him. I'll give for it... For him. For him. A little bit of respect <laughs> for our former employer, Mr. Silas Grint. Yeah, Cersei, like, I don't think eels can, like roll their eyes but uh she kind of like that would be so creepy <laughs> it would be so creepy but but you know she like kind of tosses her head in, a, in an approximation of somebody you know like how somebody will just like roll their head too yeah and she's just like i think that the most important thing here is how are we going to make a living if the owner of our place of employment is no longer with us Shouldn't we be concerned about that, too? Oh, I'm very concerned about that. Actually, uh, a- a- Angler, a word. I- well, Angler comes out of the kitchen uh, with a sandwich. Just mm-hmm. going to sort of uh, shuffle to the side. Do we, do we know who owns this place now that Silas is, is, is gone? 
Well, either uh, if if Silas had a, a will, it would be left to somebody, probably, uh, you know, bequeathed. But um, otherwise, probably the bank, right? It just it just strikes me that maybe finding such a will might be a useful thing to do if if the police haven't already done so and they haven't mentioned it. Certainly not to me. I understand what you're laying just down. Thought, just an idle, an idle musing. I'm gonna go eat this sandwich upstairs oh. for no other reason. Uh, Hera just puts her face in her cloth. <laughs> Angler scuttles upstairs to where Silas's uh, office is. Then we want do we want to go ahead and close out the confrontation scene if you're gonna if you want to take over for the next role. Uh, yeah. I can give a tag to a, a marker to a person, can't I? Yeah, you can give a marker to a, a person or a locale that was involved in the scene, and you can also transmute a marker into a tag, and if you feel like one of the motifs has been touched on, you can assign an extra marker. All right. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give a marker to Adonis. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, all right, so that is now it's me. Yes. Yeah? You'll you'll take over the camera, please. Fantastic. Let me let me just check. This is the, my first time playing this time of Full of Monsters. Is are there any specific considerations I should have when framing scenes? The main thing is, you know, a scene requires at least one character and uh, a locale, and locales can have sub locales. So if we want to, like sub locale, the office. Yes. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. So, um, Angler, uh, we see Angler in the office of Silas Grant, where the police have not yet. Actually, no. There's a police officer there. Um, are they police? What is the law here? Are they like? Uh, there are police. Uh, they work for the city, which means by extension they uh, work for the Constantine family. Not officially, but unofficially, the police like know who actually pays them Mm -hmm. Um, and broadly speaking they're very good at making sure that there's no disruption to the businesses on the trench Mm -hmm. like basically they operate in such a way that they are very good at looking after the interests uh, of the big casinos aside from that you know they're like they'll do some investigation but Mm -hmm. like you know uh fantastic uh yeah so um so there's like a there's a cop out there just classic cop look except underwater just you know uh kind of floating uh, at the door to silas's office uh and he is like you know kind of just floating up and down uh hands on his back keeping an eye on things oh, and suddenly uh, remind me uh remind me what the rules are in terms of who plays um non uh, uh anyone uh, can pick up uh, an npc Grand. yeah and anyone can also add details to the scene mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i just realized that probably most we're we don't usually do we walk around on the ground or are we like f- swimming around uh it's it's swimming but i mean it depends on like depends on what sort of uh like merfolk will like swim swim 
mm-hmm. uh, Atlanteans and Deep Ones are broadly humanoid, so can kind of do either. Most like most casinos uh, will have some low grade magic stuff that means that if you're humanoid, you can walk on the floor pretty easily. Okay, cool. But uh, but but like, I don't think it's specifically stated in the setting. So you know, go mm-hmm. wild. SpongeBob rules. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and yeah, this this cop uh, he sees a a light kind of come out of the gloom. And wiggle around and then kind of recede hey. back. Hey, who's there? It's the pretty light. You wanna what, you wanna follow the pretty about, light? Follow the light? I I, I guess. What you you know this 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 area is under investigation. Uh, yeah. It'll sort of start to follow the light. Mm-hmm. It's like kind of swishing back and forth. Uh, this is here. It's investigation. You're investigating yeah, the pretty lights. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, the, it might be, I, I guess, it's, that uh, is, I mean, it is kind of pretty. I, yeah. Huh. Um, and I don't know, I don't know if I can roll anything to hypnotize this cop, but that's basically what Angla's doing. And it, the, I, I, I think uh, he gets, like, kind of uh, uh, led to, like a, 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 like, a side hall on this area and then Angle just puts the sandwich in his hand and like just walks behind him uh to mm-hmm. well you, you know what I am kind of hungry I'm just very hungry all right yeah pats his cheek and that's <laughs> uh huh. um, that's uh pretty much what I expected from a sandwich in the sea uh, and then Angler very quickly kind of scrambles over to Silas's office, and you know there, he's like looking around, finding stuff, um, feeling his hands on things, kind of like Abe Sapien in um, in Hellboy, except that he can't, he doesn't actually have psychometry. He's just seeing if it if he gets any vibes off of things, and it's not. It's, this doesn't have to be a long scene. Um, but he, I, he does find, uh, he opens like the bottom drawer of Silas's desk, uh, where like little pieces of paper kind of float up and like flips through them, doesn't find anything, discovers a hollow bottom and opens it and pulls out something that says, the last will and testament of Silas Grint. And at first he's like, oh, hell yeah. And then he flips it open. And it's a f- empty folder. I would like to add a detail. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I would like to suggest that Silas's office has a window or a porthole or something. Mm-hmm. And out of the corner of their eye, Angler catches a shadow of something flitting away outside Silas's window. A little, little rush of bubbles. Yeah. Something swimming quickly. Mm-hmm. Angler's head snaps. Their, uh, their, their, their lamp kind of comes a little later. Oh, fuck. And that is the end of my scene. 
outside there's just hey this isn't my sandwich (laughs) (laughs) wait there's a bite taken out of it yeah (laughs) it's like his face looking in 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 worry and then the cop's voice comes from over and it's like their eyes just kind of flick to the left in, in like a little last beat and i yeah i will give a marker can i give a marker to someone who i don't know who they are yeah, we can we can add like mysterious figure, shadow. mysterious figure. Myster- I, I would love to give a marker to mysterious figure. Cool. And now for something completely different. Yeah, Nicholas has no idea about any of this. Yeah, I want this scene to take place at the Golden Fleece as well. It's not too long after this. This is uh, Nicholas coming to the Golden Fleece only to find it, like, cordoned off by the cops. Anyone who wants to be outside when uh, Nicklaus comes up is uh, welcome to join, but this is him finding out that something's going on. Something fishy is happening. <laughs> <Boo>. <laughs> Does anyone else want to be outside when uh, Nick arrives? Uh, yeah, Hera can be outside. I think Adonis is probably uh, slightly, like, just down one of the, the alleys beside the Golden Fleece, having a, a quick a quick drink, uh, by which I mean sort of breaking over open a little uh, vial of booze and sort of just subsuming his gills uh, in <laughs> the dissipating alcohol. Steadying the nerves. I think Nick, like, actually, because, you know, he's vaguely sharky and sharks have fantastic senses of smell. I think Nick is looking around and spots Hera and probably also can at least smell the booze in the alleyway. Oh, yeah. And uh, he looks at Hera and says, what's, uh... What's going on here? Uh, Isn't it a little early for someone to be drinking? Oh, it's just the Adonis. It's never too early for him to be drinking. I'd be surprised if he's never not drunk. But no. Um, Sorry, sweetheart. The shop's closed today. That's, uh... That's weird. I mean, you know, normally, uh... Normally it's open now. What's, What's going on? She just kind of gives him a look and it's just like police tape everywhere it's been cordoned off there's been a bit of an there's been a murder adonis sort of swims round slightly unsteadily there's been a murder nicholas silas is dead silas is dead and i no i found the body oh Oh. if i never have to revisit that horrible memory again it will be too soon it was a few hours ago, and I, well, I thought I had the place to myself. I opened the door with my exceedingly charming companion, but behold, no, in front of me, blood, oh boy. death, oh tragedy. <laughs> Nicholas oh. is like absolutely riveted and wide-eyed and just like, oh my, oh my god, that's that's awful that's 
I mean, it's great for me. I I owed him about 2,500 clams, but that's awful. 2,500 clams? That's, Nicholas, that's, that's a, that's a lot. I will, hmm, sort of, sort of debt that might, sort of debt that might transfer with ownership of the casino. Interesting. I I was, I was going to pay it back, but I mean, you know. No, no, of course, of course. That that gives you a motive. Hera, I'm sorry, I'm just please. very bored right now because I have to sit here what and listen to you. I... What do you mean you're bored? Our employer has been murdered. Yes. He, and he's got a point. I'm not on the investigating task force. I mean, you're doing your best. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm currently <laughs> counting two accusations of murder in as many hours. Well, I uh, mean, obviously this is stressful. I mean... I could take you for a drink or something like this is this is awful or you could come back to my place I could make you I could make you a nice lunch or whatever you know whatever tickles your fancy and he he tries to put on like a winning smile but it's obvious like he's kind of shaken up she she doesn't even notice <laughs> <laughs> she's like mm-hmm. poor, poor guy um just to really block your your shot here um <laughs> just to really cock block here uh yeah oh, i didn't say that um because I, I didn't yeah fair <laughs> enough um the 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 window above opens and angler Mars just jumps out and goes ah oh wait i float uh, and swims <laughs> down to you and says there's no time for that uh angler i think you're being a bit unnecessarily dramatic here oh my god says you you know what? If anybody was going to have the barometer for it, it'd be you, my good friend Donnie. What? What is? What? What is going on? What do you? What's, the what's will. Going? The will, Donnie. It's been stolen. Shit. I mean, Targon. Targon, <laughs> <laughs> indeed. That's that. That's awful. I mean, we we got to get it back, right? We got to. Yes. So that we know how much of it we gotta change. I, I mean, so that the so that the the legally all the property can transfer uh, appropriately to whoever he might have left it to. Anyway, we should we should figure out. What, what, what did you see? Did you see where they went? Out this window. Did I, did either of you see an ominous shadow move over your heads? Yes, when you jumped out the window. Before that. No. No, I, uh, I just got here. Okay. I, I was unfortunately Indisposed. unearthing my, unearthing <laughs> the trauma of having seen a corpse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's and, distracting. And this cocker knows I'm sure you were looking in the correct place. The correct place? What is I don't that supposed know. to mean? I don't know. It's it's just kind of funny that you keep accusing other people, but when the actual perpetrator was very nearby, you did not know. I notice. haven't accused you yet, Mr. Angler. This, oh it's... my god, can we all just accept that none of us had any reason to kill? I mean, well, maybe Nicklaus. Hey! Because it's 2,500, but I mean, I don't I was going to pay that back. Yeah, no, exactly. You, you, you've got the money. It's, it's, it's fine. Can we just accept that none of us had any reason to kill him and try to figure out how to get the will back so that we can make sure it's honoured properly? 
Yes. After we check and make sure that it's got it on us the right people. Nicholas. Obviously, we'd need to make sure that whoever's stolen it hasn't altered it at all. Of course, and perhaps alter it back to what the right way is. We'd, we'd, we'd have to cross. We'd, we'd have to cross that trench when we reached it. But it, it's yeah. Yeah, Nicholas, you got the you got a sniffer, right? Yeah, I I, I sure do. Um, it didn't get punched too bad when I was uh, going at it last night. What do you What do you need? Well. Ways I see it, if uh, if the person who stole this will is the same person that killed old Grint, then maybe they got some of his blood on him. Huh. And nobody smells blood better than a shark. You damn right. Shark. All right, all right. Let's. I don't. I mean, I've I've never fought Silas Grant. I don't know what his blood smells like. But if if you can get me close to uh, where he was found, maybe I can pick up the scent and we can see maybe where the perpetrator is. Certainly. Leave it to me. Uh, Adonis will sort of swim up to where a couple of police are like waiting by the tape and be like, Ah, Niklaus, our star croupier, please come in and we'll explain what's happened. Yeah. I I think um I think that should be seen. Yeah, that feels. Oh yeah. This was your scene, right, Aga? Yes. Um I think I want to give Angler a marker. Yay. Yeah. And uh I want to transmute one of the markers for the golden fleece. Um <laughs> I'm trying to think how I want to word the tag, though. I think, uh, given how everything's been going, I think maybe it should be uh, every fish for themselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that tracks. Very cool. There's just something about the golden fleece that's uh, kind of sets people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, Johnny, you're up. Okay. Um. Do scenes have to be framed? With, uh, do I have to frame a scene with Adonis? Well, no offense to Alex Samoylov, but you know, <laughs> it games are games. If you want to frame a scene that's not with Adonis, I say go for it. Like we're here to have fun. Okay, so with Mab's permission, I want to frame a scene with Hera. Sure. That the other three uh, head in immediately, uh, and Hera is sort of hanging back just for just for a few seconds uh but there is a sort of a from a nearby uh alley and a uh Atlantean in a very fine looking uh suit is just sort of is calling her attention oh boy it's just a morning filled with people isn't it so she'll she'll head on over well discreetly head on over She's like, oh god, I'm not going to go towards wherever those three clowns are headed. Ugh. Um, how well does Hera know, like, the politics of the city? Like, would would she would she know? Yeah. So, like, one of the things that I had been like one of her own mini mysteries that I've just been having um, having in my head was that she's 
been hired by a third party to hang out in the casino and like listen in on conversations during her shows. Um, okay. Hence the espionage as uh, one of her skill sets. So um, that is also why she's not too torn up about this whole Silas thing. Is that brilliant? You know. Uh, so yeah, uh, it, you you would in which um, in which case I'm going to say that you would recognize the person uh, calling you as uh, Skiff Constantine, who is a second cousin of Caspian Constantine. He's he's one of the Constantine family who's very much like involved in the day to day, like wheeling and dealing. Yeah. Uh, and he would probably be the one who had hired you to sort of listen in yeah. uh, and he's he's chewing his he's chewing his nicotine seaweed and uh here uh just wanted to check in i hear that there's been some commotion in the golden fleece this morning i really hope that none of you had anything to do with this Oh, I couldn't possibly uh, oh, comment on anything like that. Of course you couldn't. I'm just, I would uh, just say that, well, you, your companions, they seem a little high strung, sort of, uh, well, sort of people that might be sticking their noses into what's going on. Yes, they've gone to go try and find the missing Will. He looks a little bit surprised at that the will's gone apparently there was some shadowy figure lurking outside of the window when um they went to go snoop around up there earlier hmm. skiff will uh, skiff will sort of adjust his tie and make it try to hide the fact that he was caught a little bit on the back foot okay well thank you for bringing that uh, that up I would personally, however, advise that you uh, talk to your companions and advise them. Make make it quite clear. It will be a good idea for them to let the police do their job. You... This isn't the sort of situation where clumsy self-interest is going to lead to any sort of positive result. I'm sure you understand. That's assuming a lot of things, like the three of them ever had a good idea either individually or together, or that I care if they have a positive result. Well, just giving you the lay of the land. What you do with that information, very much up to you. I understand. Anyway, given uh, given the current situation, you can consider our previous arrangement at least temporarily dissolved until whatever is happening with the Golden Fleece is... Uh, in the past. Of course. Thank you for your time as always. See you around, kid. Uh, Stay out of trouble. You know me. <laughs> she just like will walk back off in the direction of the casino being like, oh boy. Alright. <laughs> and Skiff will sort of disappear into the back street. Oh, politics. Okay. Okay. Uh... And I'm going to give, uh, probably I'm going to give a mark to Hera, I think, if that's sure. all right. Yeah. All right. Cool. So, uh, let's see here. Let's, oops, wrong button. Let's see here. Hmm. Hmm. Hera's debating how much she wants to get involved with just messing things up for everybody. <laughs> 
she's bored and wants a little fun. Um, so I think in that case... I'm, I'm loving this character who's like, for whom just finding a body at their place of work is like, ugh, uh, boring. Oh my god. We need to spice this situation up. <laughs> well, listen, it would do no good for any potential songs or stories if it could solved easily, right? Come on. It's all about those mysteries. That's what we're here for. Um, so yeah, she's gonna she's gonna head back on in and follow with everybody and just be like uh just make her way back in to the group and um then or just like maybe maybe I think she'll wait outside the door until the other three come out. She's like, oh, I really don't feel like going back in there. I don't feel like having to con my way around some police officers right now. I'll just wait until they come back. So she'll be waiting outside for uh, Nikolaus and Angler and Adonis to find their their sniffer subject and, and come back out. And uh, unless you guys wanted to, like, focus on the, the sniffing of the blood, any. Nah. I don't. Nicholas. I think we can take it as read that it happened. Yeah. Yeah, unless we want to, to have something else interesting happen, I don't think that there's much interesting to say about Nikolaus trying to catch a whiff. Bloodhound his way through this. <laughs> yeah. Shark sniffs blood. Finn. That was not intended, but Boo. actually, congratulations to me on a good joke. <laughs> Oh, I love all the fish puns. Um, so yeah, when when they're heading back out, then she'll just be like looking like you know nothing ever transpired, and she's just been waiting here the whole time. And she'll give them a look and just be like, "So, anything fun on the docket for the rest of the day? You guys have a good little morsel to chase after." Well, Nicklaus uh, seemed to have gotten a, a pretty good whiff of. Uh... Our former employer, so, uh... Yeah. And you're not too traumatized with seeing the crime scene again? I mean, obviously it was hard. Mm. Uh, It was, you know, it it shook me, but... He's a trooper. For the sake sake of Silas, I think I I can probably get through. I believe in you. Oh, boy. (laughs) And I've seen worse. I'm sure you've caused worse. I about that you know we just have a long and um sordid uh history of ritual murder Mm -hmm. anyway casual it's the old ways yeah right (laughs) i like i like the idea of like you know a reform like the reformed deep one (laughs) Uh, church that's like you know, like doing the doing the motions of the murder, but like yes, it's not the actual blood and body of Christ. It's the yeah. representation. We found out that Cthulhu doesn't actually care about their blood. <laughs> um. So she'll then just kind of like uh, step up and loop her arm or her crab claw around with uh, Nicolaus's and just say, "Well then." I think we have a mystery to go investigate, don't we? Give a a little smile. Yes. Nicholas kind of stammers a little bit and is just like, "Yeah, uh that that's right. I'm I'm going to help solve this mystery and and we're going to figure this out and we're going to make sure 
that uh, Silas's will doesn't include transferring debt. Mm, mm-hmm. Wouldn't want to owe the, wrong, the clams to the wrong people. She gives a look to the Adonis. Well, what's that supposed to? I'm I'm debt free. Adonis is the right people. Oh, of course. oh, that was. I mean, uh, y- y- well, I I couldn't possibly speak to that. That's. You know, who Silas chooses to leave what to is, uh, obviously, we're, that's what we're here to find out. Uh, to honour his wishes and his memory. Um, the, the memory of a, of a kind and, and gentle man mm-hmm. who... Very gentle. A mentor to you, even. A mentor. A mentor. Like, almost a father, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. As I'm, uh, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but my own father was eaten at a very uh, formative age for me. Um. Oh, yeah. yes. It's a, it's a very hard life down here. My, my, my aunt told me to apologize for that. It's, 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 it's fine. It's, it's in the past. It's, uh, you know, water under the trench. Listen, it's, you know, yeah, Adonis is the right people for sure. You know, he's he's very generous, I'm sure, but... <laughs> We we need to get on the trail before it gets too cold. That whoever exactly. did this is out there, and they were just nearby recently. So, mm-hmm. all right, well, let's get that stuff a sniffing. Follow your lead, Nikolaus. Nikolaus, like you know, kind of nods and and smiles at Hera, like trying to be as charming as he possibly can be, mm-hmm. uh, and then it's just like, yeah, let's. Let's get on this case. <laughs> and then the title card flashes in the background. Now, um, oh God. We already had the cold open. <laughs> yeah, but then you get the title card after this. Is, this is the incredibly late title card. You know those like, you know the those like really highbrow shows. Yeah, yeah, that'll Ooh. get like, like literally halfway through, and then they'll have the little like five second title sequence, and you're like, what? Wait, that's what, what I was now? watching this whole time? <laughs> wow. Oh, Netflix, never change. Um, yeah, so uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's... Um, I want to give a... Mm, let's go ahead and give a marker to Nikolaus for his trusty little snoot that will lead us on an adventure. Sounds good. Oh, and then um, I wanted to change one of Hera's into the tag playing both sides. Nice. Nice. There's a gasp. Oh my gosh, what? She's two-timing them? Whose side is she on? It's every fish from every fish for themselves. Yeah, or crustacean. <laughs> cool. I... Maybe, um... I, okay, so Johnny did a, a scene without his character in it, but with another character in it. Can I do a scene with none of the main characters in it? Ooh. Or at least not not in, in focus. Be a rebel. Yeah, do it. Let's... Yeah, I mean, the, the, the game says any number of primary characters, so I guess a that zero, is, zero. A number. is a number. Zero so, is a okay, number. So my scene, it's going to be a pretty short one. It is... We um, watch the four, our four heroes, uh, begin to, to head down as, as um, Nikolaus is sniffing cautiously, uh, following the trail as the camera pans back uh, 
and then back. And then it kind of gets a little fisheye for a second where you see the reticule of a harpoon gun. <gasps> uh, like a sniper scope, basically. <laughs> and then it follows them as they go and then lowers as we see a gray-skinned individual. I, I mentioned Abe Sapien before. I think this looks like Abe Sapien in a G-Man suit. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, who is, is sitting in the, uh, like in a, a, a tall apartment building window where he sets down the uh, gun and picks up the phone. Oh, just, uh, yeah. So like in, in, in the setting, basically they're like, Technology is just low-grade magic, like mm-hmm. any technology that would be appropriate for like a sort of 1930s, 1940s Atlantic City is done like with with magic. Totally, totally. Um, yeah. So this this G man, uh, he like you know puts the gun up, puts the safety on. It's like it's like a like a you know like a straight up like a sniper rifle, except it shoots a harpoon. Leans it up against the window and picks up a, a telephone or a magic telephone. He, you know, does the dial, which is just a, a, a rock that spins in, a, in place. Um, <laughs> waits a few moments and says, They took the bait. Be ready on your end. And hangs up. And as he hangs up, there's like the clank of the, of the rock hitting the, the receiver and it cuts the black. Nice. Uh oh. Uh oh. And I don't. I don't know what to give. Uh, is, um, is this our same mysterious figure from outside the window, or is this a different mysterious this, figure? This is not because we are following that mysterious. Um, who would the G-men be in this in this setting? Who would be uh, like? I mean, we don't have to give them uh, a name yet. It it could just be like mystery. We could add a new secondary character that's like myst- mystery watcher. Mm-hmm. Oh no, actually, um, can I transmute other people's markers into tags, or just my own? Uh, just your own. But I mean, you can certainly suggest tags for other people, and they can choose if they want to accept it or not. Okay. Um, I actually, yeah, I'll transmute one of my own markers into a tag. That is uh, my fourth tag, Pawn in a Bigger Game. Sounds good. Do I also give a marker? After each scene, you give a marker to a person or a place, yeah. All right, then I'll give one to Hera. Because mm. Hera's the only one, is one who does, only, is, only has two. Why? Oh, so I just... You did. One. You, she transmuted one. Okay, then I'll give it to Adana. Yay! Three marks. Yeah, whatever that means or will mean in the in the end. Yeah, we've got a, we've got markers. We're gonna win. T- <laughs> <laughs> it it technically means you have the you have potential for for various character growth or development so Adonis will never grow or change (laughs) he will hoard all his markers and then win by having the most markers that's definitely how he sees life that's how you win that's how how something happens Andrew Adam Sandler voice this is how I win Mm -hmm. the way you win is you reject the most opportunities for growth Mm -hmm. (laughs) yep that tracks 
Um, all right, yeah, that'll, that's my scene. So one of the things that this town is full of monsters says that you can do is that you can consult an oracle if you're not sure what you want to do for a scene. So because of who I am as a person, I consulted Spindlewheelbot on mm -hmm. Twitter. <laughs> um, I have two oracle decks in front of me. Just and then I Spindlewheelbot. Uh, Spindlewheelbot gives you cards or readings from uh, the game Spindlewheel by Sasha Renault. And uh, it's it's an or oracle based game uh, that's very cool. I've gotten to play it once. Uh, very very awesome. And in oracle cards. Yeah. So spindle wheel bot can act as you know drawing from a spindle wheel deck. Uh, I got ferryman's toll, which is either a class divide, an unavoidable cost, a lock with a lost key, or a mysterious benefactor, a gold coin under a corpse's tongue. Um, I feel like we need to go to Poseidon's Rest and uh, see uh, what we can chase up there. And as far as uh, clues or potential benefactors that uh, might be interested in guiding us in a particular direction. So uh, what does the Poseidon's Rest look like as we approach? So if uh, the Golden Fleece is like a pretty small but like kind of wannabe opulent uh, casino, Poseidon's Rest dwarfs it in every respect. Like it is, it is the the literally the glowing heart of the trench, the main street in Atlantis. It is like at least five stories, uh, whatever. Like and stories are slightly bigger in Atlantis because you need you know space to swim up as well and it is right in the center it is the heart of the city in more ways than one and it is lit up uh, it glows at all hours with this incredible mage light and uh, behind and the sign is sort of superimposed over this massive golden trident hell yeah So Nikolaus kind of stops short as we approach the Poseidon's Rest, and uh, he turns and looks to Adonis and says, "This is uh, this is where it ends, I guess. Maybe, maybe the perp right. washed uh, washed it mm. off, but maybe we can find clues here." Hmm. So, right. Uh, angler, a word. Yeah. What's up? Are the Vatican Constantines involved? Well, my friend Barney. If they're involved, we might be in, uh, if you, if, we might be in a lot deeper than we thought. Yes. I, I was going to say that it is something that is happening in Atlanta City, which means that, yes, probably they are involved. All right, but I mean. So, um, okay. just just so you know, sharks can hear very well. So, mm. Nicholas, like when uh when you say that the Constantines are involved, Nicholas kind of like gasps, and it's like that that can't be right. I mean, the odd. Uh, uh, well, the person we are assuming is the thief and probably the murderer went into Poseidon's Rest, which is run 
by the Constantines, I, I don't know what other conclusions there are to draw right now. Well, I mean... Well, I mean, maybe he likes to gamble. I mean, maybe. Or maybe, maybe it's, it's a frame job. Maybe. I mean, who would want a frame beside the Constantine? <laughs> I mean, I guess anyone who didn't want a crime particularly looked into? I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest, the Constantines being involved is a pretty quick way to, to get the police and, indeed, most other people in this city to immediately drop Ooh. their thought. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. But we ain't the police. No. No, in, in, we, are, we are not the police, uh, because unlike the police, we can be murdered and no one cares. Oh, that's a good point. I mean, my bookies would care, but... Actually, no, that's, that's a point. That's a point. Nick, Nick Klaus is a public figure. Hera is a well-known performer. I obviously have my own adoring public. And so, I'm a man about town. Yes, no, you're, you're, you're quite right. They're not going to do anything to us in the biggest casino in, in Atlantis. That, that's... No, you're, you're, you're right. You're right. I hope. I'm, I'm right. We're, we got this. We got this. Besides, I mean, if... Hmm. Because the, the Constantines wouldn't need to bump off Silas Grint, because they already got the, the biggest, the biggest game in town, right? Well, I don't, I don't know who Silas was. We don't know who Silas was involved with. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know what reason anyone could have to to kill him other than the personal. But then again, I haven't exactly seen his books. Well, looks like we got the. Uh, we got to find out if uh, who's in there. And I don't know. Maybe it's just some dude, or maybe it's uh, one of the important ones maybe would it be too cheesy for uh at this point maybe the the general manager of the poseidon's rest to come out and welcome us absolutely not i don't think this is a setting where the words too cheesy uh <laughs> can really apply i mean extremely fishy yes cheesy no I'm never mm-hmm. gonna stop using fishy. So we're investigating oh, no. a crime. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yep. Okay. So we'll head on inside. Yeah, I think I'm. I'm imagining this person as being like a very, like tall, kind of rotund Atlantean, uh, with a smile that's like Nicholas, which wishes his smiles were this charming. And they just uh, say, I've been expecting you. Come in, come in. Oh, right. Okay. Here we go then. Expected. That's uh... never a good thing. And I generated a random name of Eugeates. Uh, Eugeates. Eugeates, nice. 
whose sign? Wait, whose scene is it? It's... Uh, that was mine. So I'm going to give a marker to Poseidon's Res. And I kind of want to transmute one of my own tags to uh, Easy Mark. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. So... It's August, and I just wanted to thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed us, please consider leaving a rating on your podcast platform of choice, telling your friends about us, or tweeting about us using the FTLcast hashtag. We are also part of a nonprofit podcasting guild called Standing Stones Productions. We do a variety of shows, including The Room Where It Happened and Dumb Kids Playing Hero, two actual play shows, and a Steven Universe discussion podcast called Gay Space Rocks. We also do live streams at twitch.tv slash standingstonesprod. You can keep up with everything that we do on Twitter at stones underscore standing. Unfortunately, Standing Stones was already taken. Your support means a lot. Thanks again!